Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Women's Rugby Show weekly podcast with me, Sam, by the way. We are back again with episode 13 of the podcast, and with the PWR hitting a bit of a break this weekend with only one game, that game, the rearranged game between Cell Sharks and Exeter, the podcast this week is going to have a little bit of a different spin of it, as we're not going to be focusing on the PWR at all, we focus on a player specifically, and that player is Jenny Hesketh of Bristol Bears. Last season, Jenny spent time out of the PWR, time away from Bristol to kind of study abroad in New Zealand. So we're going to talk to her about her time in New Zealand, her rugby playing over in New Zealand, and just kind of the importance of having those new experiences to develop as a player just on the pitch and off it as well. Before we get into chatting to Jenny, if you're watching this over on YouTube, make sure you head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts to download this and listen to us on the go. And also, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you head over to Instagram, head over to YouTube, head over to all our social medias to see what else we go up to in the women's rugby world. Have you done all that? Well, let's get into this video. So, Jenny, just first of all, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to chat to us today. Just... How are, you, how are you and how are you finding the season with Bears so far? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm ticking along in final year of uni, so just going through the motions at the moment. Um, yeah, and with, with Bears, I'm I'm really happy with how to get a bit more out of the first um, six games of the season, but we're building really nicely and we've got a good block of games now. We have nine weeks and seven games in that, so they're, they're spread out quite well for us. Um, and yeah, we're looking to just keep keep on ticking over and keep getting those wins going forward now because that's going to be important with um positioning in the league when we when we um get to the semi-finals and things. And obviously you just mentioned about being finally a uni at Bath just and what are you studying there? Um I study sports management and coaching. Okay. And obviously there's so many of your kind of Bears teammates at Bath um kind of studying there as well. Just how nice it to kind of have them alongside you in uni life and supporting you through that as well as having them at Bears too. Yeah, it's it's so nice, and I think it's it's quite good to have people that are going through the same sort of thing as you. So, Gabriella Negrelli and Grace Crompton, when she's um around from not away with GV Sevens traveling the world, um, and China Kill was also part of our group before she um she decided to move to uni rugby instead of instead of the Premiership level. And um, yeah, it's really good. I think it's it's good to have a little group of us because we can all travel together. We can share that sort of like the expenses of transport and all of these things that is obviously a barrier to, to a lot of UD students when they want to be playing premiership level. And I think we've also had great support through uni in the sense of um, the facilities, that like we can access that whenever whenever we want to as dual career athletes. And um, yeah, that really helps. So when we have like a reserve week or we're not in, um, we can still keep ticking over with, the, with everything else that comes with playing rugby. So the gym, the nutrition, the recovery. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. um, just how supportive is Dave and the kind of the Bears coaching set up into say if you've got a deadline that you need to hit and say it clashes with training just how supportive are they with that yeah I think they they kind of leave it up to us in a way they they give us that that freedom and flexibility with um, Bears we have a full-time program that starts at about one two o'clock and there's a and then there's an evening program that starts at five and so um, anyone that's a dual career athlete can obviously then be involved in whichever they can. And it means that everything is after five. If you want to, if you've got a full day job, um, you can go in at five, still have your speed session, your your units, your contact prep, all of that can still go and, and your gym as well before training. Um, so yeah, the setup's really good. And I think that's 
made for dual career athletes, which is important because the league's obviously the foundation of the league is still dual career. Um, and yeah, with with uni, I'm lucky being on a sports course that I get that flexibility from my lecturers as well. They they obviously understand the level we play at. Um, but yeah, D Dave and T Tom Luke are quite supportive in that. If we need to just take a bit, take an hour out and not do units one day, we'll we'll work upstairs and and things like that. So yeah, they're they're definitely flexible, and I think they they leave it to us so we can manage our time um, however we want to, which is obviously quite quite important when we've got a lot going on and everyone's lives are quite different and just moving on to kind of the main reason we wanted to speak to you just you spent was it nine months or a little bit longer over in New Zealand kind of last season missing the whole of last year just how did that come about yeah so I was in New Zealand from September till June last year so around nine ten months and um yeah I was pretty much there for my placement year so I did two years at uni on my course and then the option is to do a working placement year where you get professional experience and there's um they do a lot across the world and across obviously England as well a lot of people do just stay nearby um but yeah I had an opportunity to take a placement in New Zealand in Auckland which was with Harbour Sport and they were well they're a regional sports trust so pretty much sit under the banner of Sport New Zealand and they control regional sport in that area so whether that's teaching kids how to ride bikes in school whether that's managing the club rugby managing clubs across the area um to also then coaching in their own at their own sessions and also just representing the region for a lot of stuff that kind of um yeah it just ranges from like high level so speaking with sport new zealand and that sort of national governing body to also then working on the ground and delivering those coaching sessions or those um support networks that people need um yeah and providing that to people at community level as well so that was that was kind of um what I was doing out there it came about just through applying for for different things and I thought why not just go for it and and see what happens and yeah it was it was an incredible year and obviously you made it out kind of for the world cup as well just how cool was that to kind of watch a tournament out there and see the crowds grow week on week yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I was speaking about this the other day with Rido, actually. And I think because I flew out there in September and then obviously straight away, the World Cup was every weekend. And I was there with six other people from my uni um, and I, I dragged them to their games every weekend. And by the end, they were like, gosh, I've never watched so much rugby before in my life. And I was like, well, let's get used to it. Because I think, yeah, it was it was something that I really wanted to make the most of being there for um because obviously a lot of a lot of the players that I like the Welsh players um and the English girls that I play with anyway they didn't necessarily have family there the whole time so I also wanted to be like a familiar face in that sense and for me when I was settling in a new country um other side of the world it was kind of like a home away from home in a sense because it was like oh rugby's followed me and it's it's supporting me on this journey which was obviously really nice um nice to have for sure it was it was incredible yeah the World Cup final and Eden Park was uh one to remember I, there was a row of six of us um English and we were stood there in a crowd full of Blackburns fans and we were like oh wow at the final whistle but it was such a monumental day and yeah it, it everything about it was was incredible really um yeah that that final kind of tipped it off in a way yeah, yeah we, we were we were over there as well for that final and just the it was weird how kind of silent you could see all the English people dotted around was just kind of shocked. But yeah. yeah, I know what you mean about being such a special day. The atmosphere was 
brilliant. Yeah. And just, you mentioned your um, kind of Bears teammates over there. Just how special was it to kind of see them tearing up on the world stage? Yeah, it's it's so cool, isn't it? Like when you play with these international players week in, week out, that's what the that's what the premiership provides us with. And then seeing them represent on on the world stage is is so good. And it's it just makes you really proud. I think we had about eight, maybe six to eight Welsh players out there that were in the starting squads and and working like really hard week in, week out, whether they were starting or necessarily in the wider squad. And it was just nice to see how how much effort goes into all of that and nice to see them then performing because they're incredible like the games against Fiji and Australia they were all like yeah they're just like end-to-end games and you're and you're really um engaged in what you're watching and obviously when you know the players it's it's a little bit closer to home I think um and yeah yeah it was incredible to see them performing out there and just before we kind of move on to you playing rugby out there I'd was looking at your Instagram before just to double check some things and some of the stuff you got up to you looked pretty cool out there, the van life and stuff like that. Just um can you yeah. just talk through some of those experiences first? Yeah. And so obviously we were working for the nine months. So the placement was a set nine months and we were working a nine to five job at a office base, but we were coaching out in the community. And so the little bits of like the couple of weeks off that we had over Christmas, obviously is summer over there. And so the group of us were wanted to make the most of of the traveling and actually exploring the beautiful country that is New Zealand. So yeah, we did a few uh, camper van trips, which were crazy, but really, really fun. We went, um, we toured the whole of South Island over Christmas last year. Um, so we started in, we started in Christchurch. We flew from Auckland there. Um, and then we drove all the way up down through Nelson, down the West coast, down to Queenstown. We're there for new years and then drove back up the country. So yeah, we saw so much of the, the landscapes and, and and the incredible things that are out there um especially like also just really like throwing ourselves into the culture i think we did a trip um yeah we did a trip up in the north island and we went via waitangi treaty grounds and um yeah we were just really really in- enjoyed learning about the culture and um the treaty and how how obviously there's a lot of ties between England through colonization and things like that and all of that, which was really good to learn about. Cause I think, um, yeah, we were a bit oblivious of that, I guess, going over there. So it was really important that we all knew we wanted to learn a lot about the history and how, how New Zealand is what it is today. Um, so yeah, the trip up North Island was, was quite incredible to, to just fully throw ourselves into that and ask people questions and get people talking about it because a group of English people, that want to know more selected that so yeah we we learned a lot about um the culture and the history of the country which was I think really important because it it makes you connect with the country more and it makes you connect with the people more um so yeah the the traveling was incredible and definitely did make the most of our time out there with the day trips just driving because the country's also like if you're in North Island it's quite thin so you can get from one side to the country so Auckland to the west coast in under two hours so it's quite incredible that you can be like coast to coast that quickly so and just kind of moving on to the rugby side of things now obviously you're playing for Ponsonby over there just how welcoming were the club to you and kind of how welcome to the the new club did you feel while you were there yeah I um it was incredible I think training and playing with Ponsonby was a really really cool um cool environment to be in because 
you're playing and you're training with Blackferns that still play club rugby over there. They're, although it's amateur and and like you don't play on the best facilities and things like that, the level of rugby is still really high. Um, and so yeah, they they definitely welcomed me in. Um, at first, it, I went out there in September, so it was um, kind of the time where um, Super Rugby was. Um, people were in training camps for that, and so I played quite a lot of um, sevens with the Ponsonby girls, and it was it was quite incredible to just have like a new bunch of people every week, and we just would work off each other and play off each other because everyone over there is like so skilled. Like there's there's some incredible players that are. That have been playing since they since they were like could walk, um, and I think that's definitely how they play, how they do because everyone's so naturally like a great rugby player, um, and yeah, they definitely welcomed me, um, welcomed me in, and I was playing all all sorts of positions. I was playing nine, ten, um, centers, but back three, like everywhere really. Um, so yeah, they definitely welcomed me and wanted to <laughs> make the most of a different type of skill set to mm-hmm. kind of what they all bring. Obviously, it was quite a successful season for yourself over there. Do you want to just kind of talk us through, through that first? Yeah, and so we played in the um, the Auckland like club rugby um, league for Ponsonby, um, and yeah, we we worked through the season. Kind of played like every weekend across Auckland, um, down south south of Auckland, also up north a little bit. But it was kind of in a it's a regional league, so it wasn't it wasn't across the whole nation, but. Yeah, it was it was really good level and really high level. And um I think because Auckland is obviously the most populated area in New Zealand and such a kind of base for the rugby in, in New Zealand, I think it was really evident in the standard of rugby that we were playing. Um and yeah, we we worked through the season and then ended up getting to the um the final and the Common Shield final and we ended up um winning that final, which was quite a incredible feeling, I think. Um, there was quite a big crowd and we had so many family and supporters there for all the other girls as well. I think it was a, quite a monumental day because um, we'd also, Ponsonby had been, the Phillies had been in the um, in the, in the Common Shield final quite a few times and not won it in quite a long time. And so it was nice to really tick that over and then um, get that win because it was like we were almost there, almost there. And the team had been working for that for quite a while. Um, and yeah. For us to win that, it was my first senior like final, um, because I since playing senior rugby, I've been at Bears and we haven't quite made the final yet. So, yeah, it was my first um senior final, and to get that win was was incredible. Yeah, it it there was a lot of celebrations after, as you can imagine. And um, just kind of how did you find the different style of play over there? Did you think it was something you were took a while to adapt to, or did you kind of turn your hand to it quite quickly? Yeah, I think the style of play out there, and you see it in the national level, and it it filters down through to clubs. Um, it's just fast. People just play what they see. They they have that freedom, and um, because the standard of skills is that the skill set is so high, um, I think people are really given that freedom, which that you can see when you play. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it took a little bit of getting used to. I think because at the start we were playing sevens and in the sevens when you're surrounded by people that are so fast like naturally and can just um evade and, and get in space and create space so quickly because that's just what they they love to do and what they're best at I think it was took a little bit to get used to that and I think because we trained against the men quite a lot which was um a difference that I had over there was that we trade we trained touch games with the men and I think it really pushed the standard and the speed of 
ball that we played with. So definitely took a little bit to get into that. But um, coming off the season, because I'd done pre-season with Bristol Bears before I went out there, um, I was quite fit. So I ended up being the player that was on for every minute, but would just tr kind of pass it to the players that would just step and and gas them around the edge. Um, so yeah, I was in a bit more of a playmaker role, um, having such speedy and such young people around me. I think that 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 also pushed me in a way that was different because when I was playing 10, it's it's a very different responsibility to when you're playing back three or full back, um, which is obviously what I mainly, the position I mainly play in. Um, so yeah, it definitely pushed me to make decisions at the line a lot more and kind of be in that decision-making role throughout the game rather than necessarily when the ball's in the backfield or when you're controlling the back three. I think it was, yeah, it definitely pushed my skill set in that sense that I was forced to make decisions on the line and I was forced to kind of be confronted with um, an option and have to make the right one in the right time. So yeah, definitely um, pushed my skill set, which was really cool and took a little bit to get used to, but ended up just loving it and just playing whatever we saw, which was really fun. Have you had any kind of comments from the Bears coaches that about how your kind of game has changed since you've been over there? Or has he kind of have they noticed that difference in how you've changed since you come back? I think um yeah, they, they noticed that I'm more confident and I'm 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 a lot more aware of um being on the pitch and where I am and the space and and where it can be, because obviously being in that 10 position that I was a bit with Ponsonby, um you have to see that space quicker. You have to control your your whole team to try and get into that space and and create create um, tries essentially. And yeah, I think they they've definitely seen that I'm more confident and I have that more awareness because I think in the Premiership before I'd gone from under 18s um, and England pathway things um, like under 20s and under 18s. Um, TDG to then moving away for uni and then getting into Bristol Bears within COVID year and the first year that we had properly with the Bears was when we moved to the High Performance Centre and Dave Ward became our coach um, and so in that first year me and Grace Crompton always talk about how how much we learned really about rugby in that year because I think when you're younger you do kind of just play however you want to and there's not necessarily structures in place um, but when Dave came along and you could see definitely with how how we played in that first season um, with Dave as our coach that he brought in a different style of rugby and a style of rugby that has more structure and then it's finding the best options within that. So yeah, going from under 18s to then getting thrown into um, quite structured and premiership rugby was quite, quite a big jump. So then taking that step and being like, okay, let's go and play New Zealand. I think I kind of refound what I, how I want to play and how I, um, how I want, what my super strengths are pretty much to then bring them back and be like, okay, I can fit these into our shape in this way and I can do that. I think it was like quite a bit of learning in the first few years. and do things in a way that I think will will really put me in the best stead going forward. And um, just how you men mentioned culture a few times, just kind of how important is it for you to kind of experience a different culture and learn not just on the pitch, but off it as well? Yeah, I think culture was a huge thing that, um, that 
Ponsonby Phillies really, really thrived off. And I think that the kind of connections that we had on the pitch were definitely due to the fact that we spent a lot of time off the pitch. We'd have a a sausage salad, like a barbecue um, after a lot of our training sessions. And um, we'd have like those little things that just make everyone a little bit closer. And I think that really drives the culture that um, of a team and, and really pushes you to go forward. Obviously, being in New Zealand, the Māori and Pacific culture is also, um, I guess, different in a way to home. Like family is such a big part of it. And you hear people talk about whānau, you talk, you hear Ruby Tui and a lot of people like at the World Cup final um singing to Mai and yeah I think it's I think it's a massive thing um how important culture is out there and it was really good to embrace that and then and just fully um send myself into it um I think like there's a word in Māori um whakawhano in the tanga which is um basically about the connections you build and the creating relationships is so important for creating that environment where you will then thrive and I think within my working environment at Harbour Sport and my placement um, organisation and also within the rugby group I think that was something that's definitely resonated quite closely with me and I've definitely brought it back um, into my life now whether that's at uni or um, within rugby I think creating those um, really meaningful relationships with people and coaches and friends around you I think that's that kind of means you have that support around you and means that you actually um, know these people on a deeper level and and that kind of puts you puts you ahead of 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 other other people when you're when you're trying to work with them and when you play off people Um, yeah it was it was an incredible um, year to just kind of take a step back and and really put things into perspective and be quite present in myself again I think um I guess being thrown into premiership you kind of are thrown into it all and I think the year out kind of allowed me to live a little bit um with my own freedom and also find um find things about myself and and learn about the culture and um my working environment and how how I best how I work best um with people around me and obviously bringing that back is has been has been really nice to see and feel in myself. And just having a look at the Ponsonby side that you played in, are there kind of any players that we should be keeping an eye out over here um, for the coming years for the Black Ferns? Yeah, um, well, you have Sylvia Brunt. Um, she's an incredible centre. She I played with her each week with Ponsonby, and that's the sort of um, yeah. She she kind of set the standard that we wanted to play at, and she's twenty, just turned twenty. She's she's an incredible talent. Um, and she's starting with the Black Ferns week in, week out already. Um, there's Jelly, Angelica Mekin-Mekin-Vahai, who's um, played with the Black Ferns um, XV, their um, kind of pathway setup that they created. She's an incredible talent as well. And played a great season with Auckland, um, Auckland this year. Um, and yeah, I think ended up getting a nominated for New Zealand Young Player of the of the Year. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players that, yeah, incredible to play by and also um, to play next to and to just really appreciate how how talented they are at such a young age because they play school rugby and school rugby is at such a high level over there that they then can flip that into senior rugby straight away because they're, they're playing at a high level within school. It's not much of a drop-off when they play club rugby. Um, and yeah, there's there, there's definitely two that 
you should definitely keep your eye out for Blackburn to start the years and and there's I think you could name a lot of the Ponsonby Phillies squad and and they're playing national rugby over there. Um I think there was well over ten um Ponsonby Phillies players in the blues squad and in the in the Fire Palmer Cup Auckland squad. So yeah, they they definitely are um paving the way, which is which is cool to see. Phillies worldwide is what <laughs> is what they love to say. <laughs> and you kind of just touched on there about their rugby setups are going straight from school into kind of senior level so quickly. Do you think that's something England and kind of the UK can learn from about having those more pathways and not just going from a club set up straight into a Prem C of E or um, playing for a championship club or jumping straight into books rugby? Yeah, I think in New Zealand, like the funding is still at the top. So Super Rugby, there's four teams across the nation. Um, and they're the ones that are playing at the highest level, but Auckland, uh, Fire Palmer Cup, sorry, um, is then the next level, and then it's club rugby after that. So, um, I think in their season they have a lot more opportunity to play different types of rugby and with different teams and players, and I think that's obviously a really cool thing for them. Um, in England, with the Premiership being eleven months pretty much of the year, it's it's a very intense, um, intense kind of program that we have, and. It's really great that they're pushing um the professionalism professionalism of the game because um an eleven month season in a way means you have a big block of preseason where you build you build as a squad and then you have the whole the whole season with the Premiership League and the Cup to kind of um yeah put yourself each week put yourself in a better position to then make the qualifiers. Um, I think yeah you do see a bit of a drop off between Championship and Premiership and I think that's definitely important. Um, in kind of the future of of women's rugby and the league itself, um, because obviously you need to support those pathways that are that are leading to Premiership rugby. Um, personally, I went through the Centre of Excellence and TDG, and then England Under Twenties before getting to um, Premiership level, which is um, yeah, I was that very lucky to have that opportunity to go through the whole pathway and um, before getting there. So I think the professionalism of the game at the top level, I was kind of prepared for a little bit, but I do think that because rugby is a sport that a lot of people also pick up a little bit later, um, maybe at university, you see a lot of the best players now that started what, when they were 20 um, or older. And so I think, yeah, definitely bringing and pushing girls rugby and rugby at each rugby club across the country is, is a really big thing. Um, for the for the development of the game and for more more people to have even more, more even more experience and um and exposure from a young age because in New Zealand they play it from like as soon as as soon as they can run around and they play it in the in the streets with their friends and with their family and they play yeah it's just part of it's part of the culture really like rugby is a huge sport in the country so that is why they're so good at it that's why they have so much talent is because they're playing it throughout every age group. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that playing in schools and playing when people are a bit younger is going to improve that skill set um, and improve, yeah, that that kind of side of things in the game. Um, yeah, investment in in girls rugby and and the pathway a bit more would definitely put us put the league even even further apart and and the Red Roses and other um, UK nations aside from other teams across the world for sure. And just the final one for me, obviously, you mentioned you being in your final year at Bath. It's kind of what's next for you in terms of post-uni life, both kind of on and off the pitch? Yeah, so 
hopefully graduating in July this year. Um, and yeah, I'm in the in the future. I want to be getting more representative honours at at international level. Um, push on for the senior squads. Um, obviously, the Lions tour being um, announced recently is obviously a really cool thing and a, a great thing to give people an aim. That's in a few years when the other nations, so say Wales. Ireland, Scotland is that everyone is pushing on because their nations will then be like, okay, let's invest in it because there's a tangible goal to 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 strive for and having more players in the Lions squad and things like that. Um, so yeah, definitely that Lions um squad is is a really cool thing um for more people to aim for. Um, personally, have another goal which is within sevens to play on the World Series of sevens. Um, had a taster of that um the summer before I went to New Zealand and was in lucky to be in the camp there and played at London Sevens um within the wider squad. So yeah, that exposure that we had there was um was was quite incredible. And I think the lifestyle they live, like training and playing and traveling um and experiencing cultures across the world, I think that's a lifestyle that's that is quite incredible and I guess a dream lifestyle for a lot of people. Um but yeah, a personal goal for me is um playing sevens on that on that world stage. And I think in the next five years or so like there's opportunities across the world really like in Japan sevens and things like that to be a professional athlete and to train for say three months of the year and be competing at a high level within sevens so that's a cool um opportunity for me to possibly take in the future um but yeah wanting to win the league and win the cup with Bristol Bears this season and um looking to keep playing premiership rugby um because I think it is it is putting me um putting me in great stead as an athlete as well as a rugby player. Um, and obviously with programmes being built around dual career athletes, it allows me to also have stuff outside of my sport. Um, so, yeah, I think a big thing in the professionalisation of the game and the league is um, putting those dual career athletes at the forefront of discussions because the league is built on on dual career athletes. And I'm actually doing my dissertation on dual career athletes in the premiership. Um and kind of, yeah, how they need to be supported going forward um, so that we don't have a big, bigger gap between internationals and players that are um, training, competing at the same level as those internationals, but also have a lot going on outside. So, um, yeah, I think it's an exciting time to be in the league. And I think um, currently as a dual career athlete, it's it's a good time to be pushing the standards for us and for for future generations because you see where the league's at now um there's it's come on incredible amounts in the last three years so in the next three years when it's hopefully going to maybe turn professional in the next well um within a few seasons um yeah I think it's it's, it's really exciting and I want to definitely be involved in that in that journey with the premiership for sure perfect that was brilliant thank you so much for taking your time out your day and best of luck for the rest of the season great thank you so much Sam thanks